0: Four, three. So if one of the biggest rock bands in the world was taking, I don't know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 20 years or whatever to produce their next album, what would you think? What would you think? Would you go, oh, wow, all these years went by. It's going to be amazing. They just perfected everything. Or are you going to think, yeah, I'm going to go listen to some other bands. And if your band is still relevant, (laughs) 25 years later, I might check them out. So, on this Ludini's Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to tell you the story behind Guns N' Roses' sixth album and most controversial album, Chinese Democracy, and answer the question Was it worth the wait? Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I am your host, Ludini, and my pronouns are rock and roll. Yes. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. We have Lily V6 with us. What's up, Lily V6? What's up? How's it going? What are your pronouns, Lily V6? It. It. <laughs> it. It. And uh, we have Pittsburgh Kevin. Yeah, what's hi, up, Mr. What's Pittsburgh?
1: Up, how you doing, everybody?
2: <laughs>
1: wow. I'm sorry. I'll try to calm down.
2: Yes, you're being very excited today. It's very hot. You need to calm it's down. It's very
1: hot. It's very hot. I'm going to take my shirt off. Let's take your shirt off.
2: Let's everybody just get naked. <laughs> it's the naked podcast. Remember
1: that time Lily fell for that? Oh, it was fun <laughs> as I hell. think that
0: that would be fun. We should call it the naked podcast and just get naked
1: mm-hmm. for an hour.
2: <laughs> sure. I don't want to scare anybody.
1: <laughs> Remember Mr. Goodbody? We could all wear those good body suits. Nobody would know the difference.
2: Right. We took That's all good. our skin off.
1: <laughs> just like okay that. so uh it is the ludini rock and roll
0: circus that is ludini rock and roll circus.com or and or Lulombardi Music.com. they're a little interchangeable there you want to go to Lulombardi Music.com, uh become a part of our fantastical inner circle group where you get to hang out with us live and we're going to be taking comments and hanging out with you guys throughout the podcast so welcome those of you that are watching live if you're not that's okay we're all over the place including rockrageradio.com uh, 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 the Rock Rage Radio app I'm more on that in a minute but uh, Spotify Apple Music you know check us out I believe you can now leave reviews On Spotify Yes So please do that We do uh, Reviews help us We're trying to build This damn thing up We think it's fucking awesome And I get I keep getting told All the time The podcast is so good The podcast is so good So we need like You know All you people Say the podcast is good We need like 100,000 more of you Um, (laughs) Soon Okay Yeah So soon would be good Soon What timetable are we on Soon Soon Like yesterday (laughs) Soon Yeah So hit us up, check us out, lulombardi music dot com or Lul- ludini rock and roll circus dot com, uh, wolf's customs dot online. Uh, that why 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 would you want to go there? Because you're gonna want custom artwork paint paint jobs etc done on your musical instruments they do an amazing job really help you stand out on stage wolf's customs online or just find them on social media where you can see tons of examples uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, of uh, of uh, uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson's amazing uh, work yes. Um and rock rage radio as I hinted at earlier you go to rock rage radiocom download the app because what kind of app is this Lily free the free app <laughs> and we like free because because we are terribly cheap. Yes.
2: <laughs> I never.
0: We're cheap and <laughs> slutty.
3: Mm
0: hmm. Lily's cheap and I'm slutty.
3: <gasps> wow
1: and honest
0: so well you know what I mean I am um, so yeah uh, rockrageradio.com download the free app because it's great music programming like 24-7 so if you like this and there's all kind of really awesome uh, shows And we are going to have start I keep I've been saying it for a long time but we're going to start this month we're going to start uh, having guests from Rock Rage Radio sit in on the podcast hangout so we, you guys can get to know them as well it's a great it's a great uh, uh, app so you want to check it out um, okay and um, I I mentioned Lily. We got Lily here from Rock Rage
2: Radio. And Lily, I am here. What, What's up? I actually have some exciting weekend Exc- plans. Oh, Ooh. Lord oh, Jesus. Tell us about them, please. We would like Oof. to know. <laughs> I am going to the stadium tour at PNC Park, which will be Joan Jett, Def Leppard, Poison, and Motley Crue. What? Nice. Yes. <coughs> hey, no. I know. So I might be dead hey, by next podcast. Hey, no. Just throwing that out there because I'm gonna be having Money a great time. Crew, let's do some crew, dude. I feel like <laughs> I won't survive that show. So.
1: No, you will. You're very strong. No. <laughs> no. You're professional. You do
0: okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. Already. All having to right. st- come, come on. See so, what Stop. I discovered this weekend was. Yes. I bought tickets. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Um, to a show. Yeah, when I was wasted. Oh, oh dear God! Boy. And I have no recollection. You are gonna of it.
1: love the Wiggles.
3: Somebody, you're I gonna think love it
0: was, them. I think it's baby metal. Oh boy, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> so, anyways, but um, it wasn't Mini
1: Kiss was it? <laughs> oh, 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 I'd go with you. No,
0: but I did speak it of Mini Kiss. Yes, I saw. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What did you see, huh? Tell me, no, please. You, you said thaw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I saw the new Beavis and Butthead movie. Oh, did you? Did you, it? you love it? It's oh, fucking God great. Jesus. I knew mean, you love it. It's oh, like Jesus. It's great. Us. There's nothing I can't really say anything about it. Like it's funny as fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: Dirty, rude, oh, yeah. politically incorrect, and it was awesome. The whole scene about white privilege. Dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't worry about it. We have white privilege. Yeah. I'm gonna start okay. using that. Yeah, I'm gonna start using that. I'm Try that. About... Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I have white privilege.
1: Yeah, I'll have a T-shirt made up for you. There you go. <laughs> Drop you off enough.
0: You have to see the movie to get the reference. You guys will love it. Those of you that have seen, I've it, seen it. T- chime in <laughs> in the comments. Let me know if you've seen it. Let me know. Let me know. It
2: was such a great trip back in time with those guys.
1: <laughs> They're timeless or something.
2: And now they have the reboot um, that you can watch like episodes. Again. Oh really? Yeah. They have new episodes. Yeah, I saw it, one on YouTube, but it, mm-hmm. I
0: didn't chance to watch it yet. I
2: think there are only two out right now, but they're they're hysterical. Cool. <laughs>
3: cool.
0: Yeah, that was um pretty much oh man, I found this awesome pizza place on, on Carson Street. Oh boy. It's the
2: one Where with the it? giant slices.
0: No, like no, this? you have to. No, meet. I've eaten there. That's yeah, very good. There's to, a yeah, lot of good yeah. pizza. There.
2: Right. This place is new. Okay.
0: Dough and Rossatier or, oh, or something like that. It's on the corner. It was something. It was. It took over one of the places, and it's got. It's it's really 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 good. I mean, I was just we didn't know what to expect. But went in there. Was like, damn.
1: Wow. It okay, was some tasty pizza. Very fucking. Yeah, if good. I ever make it back to the south side.
0: Exactly. Mm. Um, okay, so we did we did the stuff right. We talked about right that. that so, okay, thing? let's get it. Let's talk about Chinese democracy. Oh, Lord, here oh we go. boy, the democracy
2: of, from China. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're talking about? I didn't do a history. This is a political paper. show. I'm sorry,
0: guys. I said we political. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah, we're talking about Chinese democracy. Um, this is the album that took um, many many years mm-hmm. to uh, come up with. Now. We talked earlier, we had mentioned this when we were talking about this co- show coming up, about like Boston did something very similar, but their story was different. Like when you'd find, <laughs> find out, <laughs> we're going to try to, I don't think we have enough podcast time. I probably don't have enough memory in the computer to right. tell the whole story. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, right. It would take 13 years to do with that.
0: Went to a stupid band, <clears throat> and there's oh fucking drug addict, dumbass, Fucking bullshit. Like, it's just, you know, yep. they're so rich. <laughs> How rich are they? That they can't talk to each other without lawyers.
3: <laughs> I don't want to. I'm good,
0: man. Like, yeah. I love money. I am a capitalist from fuck. true blue. Yeah. However, I don't need to be that rich where I can't talk to Kevin or Lily without my lawyer being present. Like, I, I that would just not nah. punch that's your lawyer nah. right. in the face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, know, like, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, who wants to live that? Who wants to live like that? Fuck that, not me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it had come to. Um, and it's been that way with a lot of bands. Um, I remember uh hearing an interview with Lindsey Buckingham saying like he got that point with Fleetwood Mac where they could not get together with everybody, had to have their lawyer. There. That's so yeah. sad. How fuck fuck, you know, come on, man. Like, <laughs> Oh, and then sad. you wonder why like then you wonder why like we don't understand why these bands put out three really good albums and then they started to completely suck. That's <laughs> because of <laughs> shit like that. You uh-huh, can't make uh-huh. you can't make music in that kind of environment. No, no. What do you hear? What do you guys hear like some of the stuff that they did to put this album together. But wow. Lily, go ahead and take us to step into uh, Miss on, Lily. Lily's Wayback <gasps> Machine. <clears throat>
2: okay. And let's I'm going to take my DeLorean and gun it to 88. Oh boy, that was dramatic. The band's long-awaited and well, listen.
0: Anticipated. Bones usually plays the trombone. He picked up the violin just for us, so well, he, just, he needs to quit. Right. He's learning. See, I thought that was the devil. He's,
1: whoa. <laughs>
0: anyway, he's down in
1: Georgia. He's
2: down. <laughs> no, he was at my house this weekend. <laughs> Thank you. Buddy. Anyway, the band's long-awaited and anticipated sixth stu- sixth studio album. It was the first Guns N' Roses studio album since the 1993 covers album, The Spaghetti Incident. And their mm-hmm. first album of original studio material since Usual Illusion 1 and 2 from 1991 mm-hmm. that sold a combined 35 million copies. Mm. Um, it was the first Guns N' Roses, al- Roses album without their longtime producer Mike Clint. Clink. I don't know why I said Clint. Clink. Instead, it was produced by singer. Clink! Here we go. Clink. By singer. Clink! Axel Rose. Oh, not sing! And Graham Costanzo. It underwent a. Pr- uh, Costanza? Costanzo. It underwent a protracted recording process delayed by personnel and legal problems and Rose's perfectionism or crabbiness. See right there, he's like, I don't like that. Cut that out. (laughs) Chinese democracy marked Guns N' Roses' expansion into industrial rock, electric rock, new metal, and elements of trip hop.
0: Trip hop? That's what it says. They were tripping and hop, and when you trip
2: and hop, you play trip hop while retaining the hard rock style of
0: previous albums that's when white folk try to dance to hip
2: hop and they trip yeah they, they trip oh that's me I dance to when trip-hop. i try to walk so let's <laughs> nice try <that's> that, yeah. <laughs> um from 1994 to 97 uh amid cre- creative and personal differences guitarist gilby clark and slash drummer matt sorum and bassist duff mckagan left guns and roses leaving only rose keyboardist dizzy reed and guitarist paul tobias in 1997, Rose, Reed, and Tobias began to work with the guitarist Rob Pink and drummer John Friese. There's been a whole lot of lineup changes. Well, I what, don't really what happened? What, what happened
0: was, <laughs> one, here's, here's what here's, okay,
3: one of the you. You. Tell here's me. how this
0: started. Yeah. Was okay. We're going to do next album. So Slash, I believe Slash and Matt Sorum, and and I I don't know if um, uh um Duff was part of this or not, but Slash and Matt. We're working together and, like, kind of like, okay, they put together like 30 songs, okay? Mm-hmm. Just like one of their houses, you know? And then, you know, they just put like real basic stuff just to kind of get the, sh- sure. here, general style, the general theme. shape, you know sure. what I mean? Axel, you sing here, there's a guitar solo here, that kind of thing, you know? And um, so they gave it to Axel, and him and Duff didn't like the songs. Oh, surprise. Huh. They didn't like them at all. And <laughs> Axel was like, I don't want to play music like this anymore. Um, and he accused some of it to being to be sound like Southern rock, and um he just it just was not. I was like, and what what was going on was Axel was listening. <laughs> you know, after Use Your Illusion broke and all that, like grunge exploded. Jeez. And so, mm-hmm. Metali- mm-hmm. or um, uh, Guns N' Roses, like Metallica, were one of these bands that like totally went through the grunge era as still as a big band. Mm-hmm. And it could pack, you know, arenas and stadiums and things like that with like no problem. But grunge was like huge, right? You know, so they were sort of were able to weather that. Like really, you know, okay. But um, Axel liked the new the new music. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why he ended up working with Rob is it Robin Fink, yes. From uh, Nine Inch Nails because he really liked Nine Inch Nails. He was like looking for some of that mojo uh, with their new stuff. He wanted to do something different. You know that I think his idea was like I don't want to make Use Your Illusion Three.
3: Right. Yeah. right, He
0: didn't want to pull an ACDC and make all the same right, stuff. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think they could have easily done that. I think the record label oh, yeah, would have been sure. happy if they put out something like that. Everybody would have been just great, you know. But he's an artist. And then that would record would have tanked, and then they would have had to do one of these records where they had to bring in younger kids who were famous, like Bieber and stuff like that to sing uh, yeah. on songs. You know how that how that's like a thing it's that's always fans try thing. to save themselves yeah. with that. Some people do it really well. Santana did that might be a good record. Santana, yeah. Um, the the um, the, the, what what album was that Where, with Smooth and all? I know which I album you mean, bit. but I can't yeah. think of the name. It's not common to me at the moment, but uh, uh, Supernaturals. Yeah, Supernatural I yeah. think it is. Yeah. And I went and, and uh, saw that, that, that tour. That I might thought. be that might be a fun one to do in the future. But in, in any case, um, I, I think that they he was looking to do that. Axel uh, or Slash is still just like a straight up rock guitarist, and um, so, so Axel's not like any of your songs. And Slash was like, Fine, I'm gonna go and, and, and Axel wouldn't do anything. Like he couldn't do anything. He kinda went Axel went into a period where he kinda went into kind of hiding. He became very reclusive. Yes. And, and even during the making of this album he would do stuff like he'd call down the studio and say, who's there? And they'd be like, okay, uh, Bumblefoot's here, B- Buckethead is here, Brain is here. He's like, okay, he's Tom, I'm going to come down. You know, I'm going to come down. Well, yeah, he would come down like 12 hours later, and he'd come, where the <laughs> fuck is everybody? They're like, Excel. <laughs> I they went You home. know, they were tired. They worked for 10 hours yeah. here. But in any case, so... um <laughs> this wow. is funny. So, Slash, so Slash is like, okay, Axel doesn't like any of my songs. No problem. I'm gonna go into studio. I'm gonna record an album. I'm gonna call it Slash the Snake Pit. Um, it's Five mm-hmm. O'clock Somewhere, not to be confused with the the Toby Keith. Um, Toby, is that his name? Toby Keith. There's a country artist that has a song called "It's Five O'clock Somewhere." <laughs> but anyway, Jimmy Buffett does. Yeah. So yeah, this <laughs> is the So good. in any case, so in any case, so Slash does this album. Put you know, this, this puts this record together, and he gets Duff. And I believe Gilby and Matt Sorm. it's basically Guns N' Roses without Axel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then Axel calls him and says, y- you know, no, wait, there's like some of them songs I, uh, I think we should make Guns N' Roses songs. And he's like, Axl, <laughs> brother, you, you snoozed, you loosed. You know, I, I already put these, these are, this problems about to come out. Said it was a big whole thing about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's all kind of stories. There's this famous story about them calling each other up you know out of the away from the lawyers and the managers and everything them going to an Italian restaurant and slash the next day he got interviewed and said I met with Axel last night he agreed we're all good The you know it's gonna be like you know us playing together mm-hmm. and then it did it still never uh, fucking happened he said that he went to. The, he says when he went to do that what happened was there were all these other musicians there
3: mm-hmm.
0: Buckethead yeah. Bumblefoot uh, uh, Robin uh, Fanks um, and some other guy, Brain all these, all these guys he didn't fucking know and he was like well what are we doing and he just he just didn't like the vibe of what was going on so it fell apart and then Duff nearly died because his pancreas grew mm-hmm. to the size of a fucking basketball or yeah. something stupid like that and so he's kind of like if they were kind of holding the base spot open for him mm-hmm. but they were unsure and he had like a kind of like um what what's that called like when you have a life realization not so much an epiphany but it kind of like what is shit almost fucking died like yeah, you know what's important epiphany. to me reevaluation sure. yeah. or whatever yeah um and he's just yeah. he's become a very devoted family man uh ever since then and uh took up mountain biking and is like in in Ooh. health and all kind of maybe stuff
2: maybe someday I'll do that um someday, not today
0: so like so he so he just can't do it it's just too He's you know his head his head is not it's reminding when I heard that it so reminded me a little bit of James Hetfield in um some kind it's of monster, monster where he kind of yeah. comes and then he has to leave because right he, like, you know and a lot of guys say that it's really hard to get back into something like music again because it's just so laced with drugs mm. and drinking it's like you know debauchery. yeah you know what I mean oh, it's just like you know it's just crazy it's a lifestyle but yeah so this, um, yeah, so, so Slash was not down with working with, also there was an issue because Paul Tobias who's a guitarist and a songwriter is, uh, was Axel's friend from like, before I think he even came to California.
2: Yeah, and a lot of p- other guys in the band didn't really like him so much.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, my friend's gonna be in the band. <laughs> I don't care. It's my friend. But, um, you know, this is what happens, I think. I think one of the reasons that, why this album took so long, too, is because when you had, they, they, they were like, they had, like, Beatles money.
2: Yeah.
0: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. They didn't really have to do anything. <laughs> show like up. They just, like, <laughs> they didn't have to even show up. They could just, like, and what Slash said was he was pushing for a Guns N' Roses album because he's like, he's like, no, know what happens to me. I just start getting, I get fucked up every day. <laughs> and it's like, it's not good. I you know I have you know. to have like something to kind of shoot for, I want to work towards, etc. Um but that I I think that there was a lot of that going. They just they just had they had what they call fuck you money. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Gilby Clark goes out and does a solo album and like that was the whole thing. Apparently they were well um managed because a lot of those guys went even uh who uh, what's his name? Uh Tommy Stinson, who is like by no means like a f- really famous guy. But he, he played bass on this, and he has said in interviews that, like, just being on that album gave him, like, all the kind of, like, money he needed mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. to have a solo career. And, like, you know, you know there aren't many bass players that go out and just right. have a solo career after being in Guns N' Roses. Um, so, and then also, then, what? Uh, help me out, Lily. Uh, Duff played in the band with the Sex Pistol guy. Right? The Sex Pistol guy, I don't uh, know. Steve Jones. I'm almost oh, positive. Oh, did he? I don't know that. I'm almost positive. They had a band, and and then Slash is doing this. And this is, we're not, we're not near Velvet Revolver yet. No. We're not even like, no, wow. he's doing the state. That's, like yeah, the yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, that's like not even like a thing yet. Um, And uh, so, it's in complete disarray, and there's all these fights about this, and then, you know, everybody sues everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And at one point, you'll you know who got asked to come in and play? Zach fucking. Oh, Wild. I knew that. Really? Yeah, Zach Wild. And he things. was like, he was like so excited, <laughs> like the biggest rock band in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they want me to play, <laughs> and you know, so so he. But he says it was a disaster. He, yeah.
3: says,
0: he says Axel was really nice, man. But he was like, I don't know what to do. He says everybody's calling me everybody's suing me every time I turn around like, mm-hmm. so he was like he's just not in a good headspace and I think Zach knew that like he's gonna he get and right. like okay. so many people Nobody left knows. like Buckethead is all over this record but he he was out yeah he, he was it, out was Yeah, he released. was kind of out before it even it was, yeah. it was even right. released Um, so there had to be some drama involved
2: oh I mean this. it's it's Guns N' Roses. Do you have anything you
0: want to add? I have a funny, fun fact about this. Um,
2: I just wanted to add a hot like They were actually supposed to release it in 1999. <laughs> wow. But it was, again, delayed because they re-recorded it in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually exceeded $13 million, became the most expensive rock album ever produced. Um, More than Tusk. Yes. Oh. Wow.
1: <laughs> Way to go, guys. Well, we
2: did that. We talked yeah, about Yeah, the b- yes, most expensive
1: did. albums, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, They were supposed to release it in then 2007, but then it finally was released in November 2008. I was living in Miami at the time, and I remember when the leaks happened. Yeah, leaks.
0: Air quotes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Leaks. Oops. Um, Um, Yeah.
2: It did not meet sales expectations in the United States, of course, because everybody was poo-pooing it. Um, Favorable reviews, though, from all the critics, of course nice yes
0: <laughs> and it
2: did sell over one million copies in Europe but those are my those are my facts
0: went to went to number three on the yeah, US on the, on the billboard it did get platinum now but th- there's a little there's a dirty trick here yes <laughs> what Tell they me. did was is, now check this shit out man yes. only Guns N' Roses gets to do shit like this yes. they're like they would not allow retailers to return yep uh. so, so, so uh. of course it went platinum yeah yeah <laughs> Best, best Buy I don't
1: like it very much. Best yeah, buy be- I Best Buy agreed because they wanted to
0: have the new Guns N' Roses album. They got fucked. That's why Best Buy's out
1: of business. Probably. <laughs> yep. Way to go, Guns N' Roses.
0: <laughs> guns. How Guns? We can
2: retitle the podcast. How Guns N' Roses
0: bankrupted Best Buy. <laughs> it like it broke MySpace when they
2: put it out on MySpace because it had like three uh, million. It was streamed over three million times on MySpace. Wow. If everybody remembers MySpace, <laughs> I do.
1: I still have a
0: site. Most
2: streamed album ever on that platform. <laughs> wow.
0: Um, so just a little one more funny, one more interesting. I think interesting tidbit about the actual production. First of all, there were all kind of things going on. Like comp- songs are completely written, and then their producer, like uh, one of the producers, and I, I have his name somewhere. Um, uh, Josh Freeze, maybe. No, Frank Fair mm-hmm. would <laughs> mm-hmm, like completely no disassemble the songs, edit them apart, and added this, took that, put this over here, you know, played like, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I paste, think that the album kind of sounds like that on some of the songs. They do sound like they're so crazy in some of the places that, yeah. like, they have this kind of like, like, ooh, we have Pro Tools, let's play. That's kind <laughs> it's kind of It's
2: new. Let's play. Yeah. And uh, I
0: think there's a little bit, but I think it's. So I, I I don't. I don't necessarily think it's a drug. But but anyways. Um. So what they would do, is they would pre- They would do these marathon things, like twelve hours in the studio. The producer would give. And then what they would do is they would take, um, sections and put them on a CD. Okay, mm-hmm. and on these CDs were snippets. Some of them were thirty seconds. Some of them were three minutes. Mm-hmm. And they would and they would get assignments. So they would say, "Okay, Bumblefoot, I want here's I want you to take disc four, take track five, and make something out of it." Huh. And so then they would all come back the next day right. with what they had come up with and it would be like, that sucks, no, redo that, put that over right. there, I don't like this, oh, you know. And um, they had a rule, was you were not allowed to tell anybody that their part sucked without explaining why you thought it okay. sucked. Huh. Okay. So, right. so it didn't turn into a kind of like, yeah, f- fuck, you. fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, that's fair. Because yeah. it can easily
2: happen.
0: Yes. <laughs> but... Um, so I thought that that was really kind of an interesting way to work. So it was like, you know, really, you know, and, and, and that takes a long time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there is some, uh, you know, it's not, wasn't all the band just being fuck ups. <laughs> it was everybody. It, mm-hmm. was, that. it so, was the whole. And, and, and I just want to add one. I just want to say one final thing before I actually get into the tracks is like, this is not a Guns N' Roses album. It is an <laughs> Axl Rose album. Right. A fucking kick ass right. Group of musicians backing off. These guys are like the the cream of the crop from that era. You had fucking Brain from Primus. Mm-hmm. That was one of the sickest fucking drummers, mm-hmm. you know, out there. Bumblefoot and Buckethead, like monster shredders from like from that era. You know, I mean, just you, you bring in uh, Robin Fink from uh, Nine Inch Nails to do, you know, to bring that kind of edge to it, and he's bringing song ideas and arrangement ideas. So. um Yeah. So, do we want to go track by track? As we do. Track by track. Track by track. Mm. Before we do that, Uh before we do that, you go track by track. I want each of you, start with Pittsburgh, Kevin, to say, like, kind of your, like, just overall, kind of like, in a couple of paragraphs or a paragraph or two, um, your review of it, what you think of it, just your general.
1: Thoughts on I've been thinking about this. Hey, Lou. You know me, don't you? I know you. You You know know that I have ADD. (laughs) And that's album deficit disorder. Oh, boy. There are very few artists I can sit there and listen to an entire album. Lou. Yes. I don't know if you know this about this particular album. (laughs) Fourteen fucking songs.
0: Okay.
1: I did not hate the album. Okay. Uh, Matter of fact, there were some spots I'm like, oh, I like that. I really like that. But after about eight songs. His attention span went
0: away. Yeah, yeah, it did. And (laughs) I I think you're making a good point. And I have some when I get to mine, I I have some similar feelings Um, about it.
1: But I was like, I remember you said on Facebook that you were kind of surprised by it. I was too, because I've never heard it. Yep. I've never heard it. And there's some parts of it, some songs that I'm like, I would listen to this again or i'm like that was kind of innovative i like that and there's other parts i'm like what the fuck's going on here so
2: that is my review
0: um
1: (laughs) what do
2: you think lily i um i'm not a fan of this album i i probably like maybe one song maybe two songs off of the album i get what they were trying to do i respect what they were doing
0: Don't, your review does not surprise me
2: one bit. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I I actually heard the 11 leaked songs out of the 14 before the album came out. And it was just a disappointment to me because I was expecting Guns N' Roses. And that's not what I got. It's not Guns N' Roses. (laughs) So
0: this is a case of manage expectations. Yeah. It is not Guns N' Roses. This is not. Mm-hmm. this doesn't really. With there's a couple places where you've got something that you go like, oh, I could hear that kind of on Appetite, right. or mm-hmm, I right. could hear that unusual Usual Illusion. Um, but for the most part, that's not what they did. Right. No. Oh no, not at all. No, not at all.
3: Any I other? Think that's that's. that's it. I was gonna say.
1: I think like maybe if I had because you and I have talked about movies, you know, and you're like you have to go into this movie with this attitude, and I've gone and watched the movie with that, and I'm like. Okay, if I had not had that in my head, I would have hated it. And maybe that's what I should have done with this album.
0: It's like going in to see Battle Beyond the Stars and thinking it's going to be Star Wars. Right.
2: <laughs> well,
1: kind of, yes.
2: I think maybe <laughs> I would have liked it if it were released when I was a little older, because then that's when my music was a little more expanded. It wasn't like stuck mm-hmm. in the like 80s hair metal sort mm-hmm. of thing maybe i would have liked it better later but i just don't see
0: guys if you had re- list, <laughs> released it even later yeah, like i would have it on. saying Six Just wait wait like 17 18 years um, i'm just, just saying that, like. maybe if
2: i was older and more mature <laughs> go on
0: um that's funny that's funny <laughs> what do you guys think of okay that aside let mm-hmm. let's just let's just let's <clears> start <throat> from the fact that it is not a guns and roses album it's okay. an Axl rose album what do you think of axel on this album it's Axel.
2: I just don't like it. <laughs> it's it's Axel like all it. the
1: way through. There there were some times where I thought, oh, did they get another singer? And then as the song would progress a little bit, oh my god, then he'd
3: fall
0: right
1: back. That's in. Axel. Yeah. Um,
0: I um. Well, he has uh, a very um, distinctive voice, and not I won't fault him for that. I mean, it. you think you l- listen to people like Sting, insanely distinctive right, voice. Right, exactly. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. crazy distinctive voice. Yep. You know what I mean? Ronnie James Dio. Steven, Steven, Tyler. Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. Steve Perry. Yes.
3: You know? Oh, gosh. And that, that
0: is what yes. makes, that's one of the things that record labels were looking for was like a distinctive voice, and he definitely has that. It was whether you like it or not. I think, here's what I th- Here's what I think. Yes. I think the album's fucking brilliant. It is mm-hmm. too long. Yeah. It is very long. The, some of these songs could have been, like, should have been bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. Or I think there was a missed opportunity here to, like, kind of, like, say, well, yeah. Like, like, kind of put out rumors on the internet about, oh, there's an unreleased track. You know what I mean? Yes. get like, yeah. Get, like, people to get some buzz out. And, like, mm-hmm. I think you could have done some fun stuff um, with that.
1: Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But... But it I was th- it was too long after about eight songs i'm like mm, i've kind of had enough
0: well you can also press pause and, come, what, back and, and, exactly yeah, and come back and yeah. that's exactly what i did come back and listen later um but um but yeah but an album is you should be able to like it's like watching a movie but in any case that's that that side uh the other his voice blew me away on this um he he, you, he really takes advantage of his range, and he does things on this record that he would not be able to do on a um, on a Guns N' Roses album. Like there's songs where he sings like the entire ver- verse like in falsetto, mm-hmm. and all like kind of an R and B kind of yeah. thing. It's fucking yeah. yeah. killer. I mean, he sounds like fucking um uh, uh, um Daryl Hall. Like it's insane. Yeah. There's places where I'm going like I hear Rod Stewart. I hear Don Henley like there's like a lot of really amazing vocal work and then there's the the queen thing that he did like some of these songs have these like yes. amazing harmonies that he layered himself yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're just and there's such attention to detail with the vocals on it like you could tell a singer made this album mm-hmm. because there's all kind of little Things that he did where he, that he didn't have to do. There's a, there's some songs where he's singing in both of his registers simultaneously. Right, he's singing in the low, like you know, um, uh, where do we go now? Where? Mm-hmm. And he's also singing in the take me down.
2: Like, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. So
0: he's doing the two things. He recorded them um, t- together, and it's like, mm-hmm. God damn, that sounds fucking killer. <laughs> yeah. And who'd have thought to do that? And there's places where he just brings that in on a on like a line. Right. It's right. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. just like the attention to detail, um, it just just floored me. Um, I love the fact that it was really modern. Like, it, I mean, in the sense that, like, it really sounds like it's in the 21st century. It does not sound like Usual Illusion Three. Right, and mm-hmm. I loved that it. it was like you know. But there are places where there's enough of that. There's we're gonna talk about the songs where you go like, okay, like I could hear this, but but then they went and did this with it, and that made it you know, um, <clears throat> the guitar playing by Bumblefoot and um, Buckethead, like honestly, you know. I there were places where I kind of felt like, oh, you guys are trying to rub it and slash his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like that's like not cool. Like you know, I mean, um, I, there may be some places. I mean, I love hot guitar playing, but there may be a couple places I was a little bit of overplaying. I'm nitpicking, but nitpicker. Um, <laughs> but those, you know, but the, the those guys are some fucking monsters. It's just crazy. Um, just when they would hit something like that and you would just big smile would come on my face. My like, God damn it. Um, I said, come on my
3: face. <laughs> I knew you were,
0: I knew you were going to go back to that. I knew it. But, um,
3: oh I just was like,
0: and out of all the records we've done this year, I think this is the one that I enjoyed listening to the most. I thought it was just, it was so neat. Every time I listen, I listened to it three times and every song. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, there's a I didn't notice that little thing before. Didn't that. Mm-hmm. What's that little thing you're doing over there? Um, I never, ever heard anything from this album until
2: today. Right. Magic. Never. Yeah. I
0: think, I don't know, guys, if you guys are, anybody from Pittsburgh is uh, watching, you could let me know if you've ever heard it on the X. Um, Hey, Heidi Franks, what's up? We see your comments. How you doing? XL is gay. I don't know what. The, oh, Axel
2: is gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh what my. the fuck is up?
0: Anyways, um, um, I don't see her comments, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: yeah. On here.
0: But uh, anyways, uh, that's that's she's on YouTube. Okay. See the oh, little thing. Th- oh, look at that. Thanks for watching on YouTube, Heidi. Magic. Thank appreciate you. It, appreciate it. But um, yeah, it's uh just a really it's out there, like you know, so. Loved all the different things that they did with it. I loved all the, you know, just that was my thing. I thought it was really, really innovative. All that stuff, but it's not perfect. And we will we'll talk about that as yeah. well. So let's yeah. go schlong by schlong. <laughs> schlong by <laughs> I don't sch- have sch- Schlong error. by schlong. <laughs> we like the schlong. Watching. Excuse Here me. Here we go. Bones giving us a
1: little schlong by schlong. Yeah, boy.
2: Title track, Chinese Democracy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <I'm>,
0: uh... <laughs> oh, oh, my we are so
1: pretty great and correct.
2: <laughs> I hate you guys. Prior to, the, prior to the song being released as a single, Chinese Democracy has been played live by Guns N' Roses on their Chinese Democracy Tour in 2001 and 2002, 2006 and 2007. The final line of the song was originally like if like if your ass were on your... Like if your ass were your head, you can tell, but was ultimately changed to When Their Arms Reach Out for Your Help. I don't know. Uh, I think they should left it. Uh, the song has uh, received mostly positive repu- uh, re- reception from critics. It was played over 4 million times on MySpace in one day. Wow. Uh, been played live at most Guns N' Roses shows since the first Chinese doc- Democracy Tour in 2001. The performances drastically changed, gaining more background structure and guitar parts along uh, with a second solo. Uh, to the album version from 2009 to 2014. The song was used exclusively as the show opener. Mm. The song continues to be played even after the pre-Chinese democracy members Slash and Duff McKagan have rejoined. This is one of the songs I do like on this album. Um
0: listen to how many writers there are in this <laughs> there are a lot Max Rose Josh Fries, <laughs> yeah. Paul Tobias yeah. Thomas Stinton Darren yeah. Reed Robert yeah. Fick. I mean Robert yeah Robert Fick. Fink excuse Robert Fink Karam Costanzo yeah. Eric Ced, Celdew, yeah.
3: there's a lot
0: Caldew, of them. Yeah. so yeah like there's a lot of hands in that um <laughs> really sound I mean it's very it Is as we would have said in the 80s. It sounds really studioed out like yeah, it's well, like you know there's a lot of like stuff that they did in the studio that like I don't know I don't know how to explain it like edits and things like that Um, he said that he was watching the uh, the movie um, what was the movie he was watching Kandun Kandun, Kandun. it's about I... the Dalai Lama being exiled to Tibet oh okay and um,
1: I just wanted to say so
0: but yeah, yeah anyways, um it's a cool song. Uh, it's a great it's a great opener. I love um all the stuff oh, to do with the vocals me. and the guitars oh and the any comments
1: on yeah, Chinese I like the uh, what really <clears throat> grabbed me from that first one there, the uh, Chinese democracy is I uh, really like the guitar tone. That's what like kind of grabbed me and pulled me in. I tried to get away and he pulled me right back in.
2: Actually, um Fran Crasher is arguing with me about how, how many studio albums um, Guns N' Roses has 17. and I'm trying to educate him a little bit on it. He Seven. says Lies, Appetite and Illusion. There's three. I said no. Mm-mm. Appetite, lies, illusion one, illusion two, spaghetti. Chinese. Oh,
0: spaghetti. That's six. Ah, oh, there you go. Spaghetti Chinese.
2: Mm. <laughs> Chinese spaghetti. Oh, Chinese spaghetti,
0: oh god.
2: I hate to say it, but that's the that's what they are. Those are the studio oh, albums. Oh
0: I want spaghetti. <laughs>
2: Um. Uh, yeah. other than that what I wanted it. to ask
0: you guys was yes. did,
2: did did Pittsburgh radio play
0: this yeah they absolutely did I mm-hmm. may have heard the like very end of like Chinese democracy like one time okay. on maybe the extra <laughs> or DVE and that was all I never I never really heard I never heard it yeah like uh, they just I don't know I never heard,
2: but they did play it they did hmm. play it they played we had one rocks station in Miami I was living in Miami at the time but my friends were telling me to listen to it because they had heard it on DV. I heard it on the one rock station in Miami that we had all the time. Okay. So so it did get a lot of play. Yes, it did. Okay.
1: Well, good. Heidi, we can see your comments. Yes. Just so you know. (laughs) Heidi, attention, please. Heidi, Heidi, we can see your comments.
0: That is all. Shackler's Revenge. I think this is a fucking killer. So
2: I read a few things about this. It was written in reaction to Virginia Tech shooter, I can't pronounce his name, Sung Hui Cho who wrote oh, a play based on the lyrics of the Guns N' Roses song, Mr. Brownstone. Oh. Uh, Rose responded to the insanity of census school shootings, and the media overreacting to Cho's interest in Guns N' Roses. Uh, the song drew comparisons to the music of industrial and electronic artists, uh, such as Nine Inch Nails, obviously, uh, Prodigy, Marilyn Manson, Korn, and Rob Zombie.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, the song was released on September 14, 2008 on the video game Rock Band 2. So that's how it was released. On that, a video that, I think game.
0: that's very cool. I yeah. I, I, I think that's really, really cool. I mean, like they were like
2: trying to keep their like finger on the pulse. That's like, kind of nice. Yeah. They were like trying to get all the demographics there. Let's put it in a video game yeah. where us adults are actually playing it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that's all I had on there. Uh,
0: Bumblefoot plays yeah, okay. a solo on a fretless guitar. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, wait. That what? is not is that again. Him? What happened? He plays a solo on a fretless guitar. Guitar? That's crazy talk, Lou. Cray crazy. This was
2: one of the ones leaked on the internet too. By the way.
0: I feel like something's leaking right now. In your butt? What? Where what is it? Oh god. Let's talk about better.
1: Um, oh, do you, you but but do you like the song, Pittsburgh, Kevin? Um the only thing I didn't like is this the one where like he starts singing and there's like all this guitar stuff going on behind the vocals I think that was the one yeah that that distracted me because my brain
0: oh are you talking about Shackler's revenge or yeah. are you talking about
1: better oh I don't know <laughs> he't oh, don't know hold on let me let me check my vast notes okay go ahead all right
0: so this next <laughs> song is
2: better it was is on... it is it really? <laughs> this song's better. I don't this know. one was sent out as the second radio promo from the album uh, after Chinese Democracy, but not, was not commercially released as a single el- eligible for international sales charts. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Was, it, ended,
0: it accidentally ended up in a commercial, I think. Oh wait, I think I had that somewhere. Right, you have that somewhere? Did you hear about Let me this? Find this. What? <laughs> they had two versions of this commercial where they were just using the song as a placeholder because they were going to put Paradise City in it. And yes, one... Harley Davidson.
2: Yeah, Harley Davidson. <laughs> but for one
0: day, they put the commercial out with this song in it. And I don't think that was an accident. No. I think this oh was my like, gosh! No, it I was think not. this was like an attempt to build. <laughs> I think it was clever That's attempt smart. to kind of build some buzz. Do you want to talk about
2: the music video? I don't have that information.
0: Uh, breaking a two-month silence by posting on a message board on December 11, 2008, Axel Rose revealed that a music video for better was directed by Dale Resteghini. Uh It would be released soon. Shortly after Rose... Rose wrote that Lars Erlrich stated that he makes an appearance in the video saying, There's a shot of me and Axel embracing backstage at some concert, and I signed off on that. Hopefully, it'll make it in the final cut. Erlrich was later blamed by Rose's associate, Fernando L- Labus, uh to be the reason <laughs> No, no. Labius. No. I Labia. Have Sorry. <laughs> it should have been Fernando we sh- Labia. Is that we should that?
1: have. Lou and I share the same brain.
0: No, to we the, all three do. I'd to be totally. the reason okay. that the video was delayed, because they're trying, so they trying to blame it on something to do with Metallica's drummer. Of course. Uh, and that he needed oh, to sign a release. Or which responded by saying, yeah, I heard about off. this. Yes, there was a couple of clips of me in the video, and they asked if I would sign off. Uh, when uh, when it got to me, I signed off on one clip. I don't know where this rumor came from. I'd love to be in a Guns N' Roses video. My favorite song of the record. I think it's a great song. Uh, December 30th, 08, Rose wrote on a message board, Lars isn't holding anything up on our video. Our message board comments were meant casually and fun, and amongst friends, we hope to have our video out shortly. September 13th, 2012, nearly four years after the single release, a work print of the video leaked onto the internet, although as of 2021, no official video has been released. So, while the video will be out soon, and as of 2021, it still wasn't released. <laughs> well, defined soon. They debuted this. They d- debuted it. De- they de- debuted Debuted. They debutted <laughs>
1: You've had butt. Yeah, I did see the Beavis some Butthead movie. butt.
0: Uh, at the Hammersmith Ballroom in New York on 2006, May 12th. Been played almost every show since during the Not In This Lifetime tour. A new version of the song was played featuring an additional intro and opening lines being sung by Duff McKagan, Dizzy Reed, and Melissa Reese.
3: Hmm.
0: Received mostly positive reception from critics, consequence of sound said they like this we're not gonna get into the whole thing but no? yeah I think it's a cool song. I like it busts into this like section with these like really big chords said, and this really cool Sorry. um Sorry. this really this Sorry. really cool like vocal harmony stuff that I think is just dynamite. I think it's an absolute kick ass song. I
1: think you dynamite.
0: <laughs> dynamite Oh boy! Uh, this next song, when I saw it coming up, I was all excited because I thought this was the cover of the song by Rainbow, oh, no. Street of Dreams,
1: but You're it was hey, not. No what? Hey Lou, no what? What? It's not. <laughs> yes. I did some research. It's not. T- Lou, guess what? Two totally different songs. This is what I heard.
0: Anyway, children,
2: mm-hmm. Street of Dreams from 2001 to 2008. The song was called the Blues, but was changed to Street of Dreams. Well, for yeah, yeah, no, terrible. The blues, yeah, yeah, that's all awesome. Um. Uh, it was originally written by um, someone, Axl Rose. <laughs> some
0: something. guy.
2: In-depth but, reporting. Yeah, it was but, written by someone. But bassist Tommy Stinson and keyboardist Dizzy Reed contributed to uh, some of the guitar, bass, and piano melodies. Um, it's a beautiful song.
1: You're a beautiful
0: song. It is singer. not the Rainbow
2: song. It has these beautiful chord
0: changes. It kicks in. <laughs> so it's not like, um, you know, just like, you know.
1: This lemonade's making me feel funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a good jam. It's a, it's it's good. Cool. Reminiscent of maybe something from you. This is a place where I hear like them kind of touching on the use your illusion mm-hmm. kind of sound in a couple. What do you think, Kevin? Did you like this song?
1: Uh, I did actually. I did. <laughs> and that is my. Uh, let me go into let me, let me go into detail. There's more. I
2: really liked it. Wow. I, li- oh. I liked the. You got a really on that one. I really liked it.
0: Lily, any comments?
2: Uh, no. Uh, the no. answer is no.
0: The answer is no. That's All the right. correct answer. The next song is "If the World." <clears throat> there's not much really on this. I don't think uh, do
2: keyboardist you... get, uh, Chris Pittman, who shares writing credits on the song, explained to Wicked Info that it's about environmental decay in its futurist context. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe, yeah. Uh, it's also played over the end credits to Body of Lies. Oh, oh, nice oh. noise!
0: <laughs> Bloody fucking noise! Uh, not much else. Though. My Whoops. notes on this were seal goes rock right <laughs> okay kind of starts yeah. out like ooh, yeah. they're doing like a seal thing here and then it busts into rock like I think I think again I think it's sick I love it uh, there was a time
2: um, on this song Axl Rose has a dig at a girl who feels let him down the initials of the four words oh. that make up the title are an indication of his feelings towards his ex uh, the Guns N' Roses vocalist may or may not be referring to former partners Aaron Everly and or Stephanie Seymour. Oh, wow, what names? That sounds like cartoon characters.
3: Both he, of I'm whom Stephanie
2: filed lawsuits. Th- Th- right. Okay, Lily V six. Shut it. <laughs> Both of, that's not cartoonish. That's rock. I know. Both of whom filed lawsuits against Rose after part- <laughs> parting team. of their. No, ways. it's about
1: me. No, it's about me. <laughs>
2: parting of their butt cheeks. Yes. <laughs> um, right. Also featured uh, um, a feature full length choir, mm, full string yes.
0: choir. I. Uh, it start. It, it, it has the drum loop thing, kind of like the first song, mm-hmm. the previous song, and then it really kicks into a kick-ass riff. And it goes kind of back and forth. Neat. It's cool. I liked it. Yeah. Cab- Pittsburgh. Kevin. Well, that, that was
1: the one that had the weird kind of guitar stuff at the at the opening of the song that had the weird kind of guitar you know stuff what, going. Kevin? On. You're dismissed. <laughs> hey Lou. In the corner. That that one song wasn't just, It wasn't the same <laughs> one as Rainbow. Just taste your, ah! taste the right? rainbow.
0: Hold on. We're receiving a strange intergalactic transmission. Nerd.
2: (laughs) Take me away, please. Please. I'll believe.
0: (laughs) I believe I can fly.
1: I want to see that.
0: I can believe I can fly. Let's go up in forge. So anyways... uh,
2: um. Uh, Catcher in the Rye Which I love the title Don't really love the song no. Uh Power Ballad Drew comparisons to Power Oh God
0: Power par, par.
2: Drew comparisons to Oasis as well as Elton John Queen and the Guns N' Roses Song yesterday's Queen. The Piano Ballad Originally featured Queen guitarist Brian May Who oh. teamed up with the band In 1999 for a collaboration huh. Was not used No However um, He was May was actually kind of uh Disappointed by that it, He was super proud of it Axel Rose says all he did was really complain about it, so that's why it really wasn't used later. So I don't know. There's conflicting. Oh man, there.
0: like exe- right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we know, don't like, know. Well, like I, there, <laughs> I put the I put this in the show notes, guys. Uh, there's a great, it's incomplete, but a very cool uh, documentary series on YouTube about the sort of everything leading up to this mm-hmm. um, album. And there was a point. There is an interview with. Um, with Slash saying that Brian May was going to produce their next album. Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: You know, that they were, they liked him. They were friends with him and he was a big fan of the band and they were a big fan. Of course, a big fan of Queen. Yes. Um, I like the Beatlesque kind of chord changes Mm -hmm. to this. Um, If for those of you who do not know, Catcher in the Rye is very, very famous novel by JD Salinger. Love it. Um, It's just a very wonderful story. Um, never made into a film nor will it ever be. Salinger uh, resisted every attempt and all kind of money to make it into him. He just absolutely refused and I believe was in his will and everything. I can't blame him though. Do not turn this into a fucking movie.
3: And so I respect
0: the purity of it. Um, It's one of those uh, books that is like general like first year college for a lot of people but it really should be read in like early high school. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's about that. I I think that because of the subject matter and there's, you know, you know, it's... I get it. You know what I mean? He's a kind of, you know, what happens in the story, but um, that like parents or whatever might be like, I give him like the wrong idea of like how you should act (laughs) or whatever, but it's... um, it's, it's a, it's a br- brilliant novel. The song is not as brilliant as the novel, but it's no? a pre- it's a pretty song, and I absolutely didn't mind it I've listened to it a couple of times.
2: Interesting. What do got next? Word.
0: Word up. Scraped.
2: Everybody.
0: Oh, oh so this is about that procedure you Whoa. get at the gynecologist, Whoa. right? Whoa. Whoa. No. <laughs> Sir,
2: I don't think so. <laughs> Unlike most of the other tracks on Chinese Democracy, this is getting weird. Remember when we got canceled? This straightforward rock song was previously previously unknown to fans of the band. So funny. The guitar solo was recorded wait by a minute, Axeman. Wait a minute, This is my first record of my last gynecological exam. <sighs> he had one of the... That's there what it's like. There you go. That's what it's I'm like. I'm
1: sorry, go ahead. I
0: couldn't oh, resist, God. The guitar solo
2: was recorded by Axeman Brian Buckethead Carroll during his tenure with the band between 2000 and 2004.
0: Mm. Um. Pittsburgh?
1: Let me... Let Don't me, be looking at my notes. Let me whip out something. Here. Oh, yeah, this While is the I one we were this. talking about with the harmonies. Like you had talked it's about the harmonies. insane harmonies in the beginning. Yeah. A, I'm like, whoa. It's, yeah, he's in Freddie Mercury territory. Yeah. Of this. I'm like, listen
2: to that shit. <clears throat> That's
1: what I said. <laughs> Lily, did you hear me upstairs going,
2: <laughs> listen to that shit? No.
1: No? I'll say it louder next time. All
2: right. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Please. Uh, this is a riff that I could hear being on appetite for destruction. It has that swagger. Yes, this is actually one of the ones I like. Swagger. <laughs> it has that great swagger like like Mr. Price. Brownstone, that kind of like
3: <laughs>
0: Exactly. Um why am I being punished? <laughs> of course we talk about the growth Harmonies. I kind of thought this is like extreme meets Queen. <laughs> I can see that. This kid's
2: sick. If yeah, you haven't heard yeah. scraped like take yeah, it out. Don't it's to badass. It.
0: Uh, another one that has a crazy groove, yeah. which is
2: Riyadh in the Bedouins, apparently.
0: Riyadh in the Bedouins. Yes.
2: In the 9/11 themed rocker Axel. Res- they ref- need some teepee Bl- for the holes. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> rocker Axel refuses to live in fear of terrorists. Oh Lord. In 2000, 2000- October 2009. I hate this. I hate this. It was reported that Guns N' Roses were being sued by two independent record labels Lily. claiming the group used portions of two songs by a German electronic musician. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not even trying to pronounce that. It's von Stickel. It's not. It's Hans Von Stickel. Schnausen. Schnausenberger. The lawsuit alleged that singer Axel Rose and Guns N' Roses yeah. band members and album producers Those copied fuckers. portions of Schnauze's songs.
3: Schnauze's Schnauze song
0: you cannot asshole. play!
2: And a strangely isolated place God without permission at the lie. beginning of the track.
1: Thank you, Bunz.
2: The two Schnauz songs came out in 2001, two thousand and two, respectively. Schnauz, <laughs> Schnauz-, I Schnauz- hate songs? Schnauz guys. This <laughs> <Das> is lost. <laughs> no. This is, is are, crazy.
0: There's no such thing as
2: Schnauz. you S-C-H-N-A-U-S-S, Schnauz. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. sure. I have to blow my Schnauz. <laughs> <laughs> Can you drink me a drink? Oh my God! I'm, being I'm sent, sorry, guys. I'm our being sent
0: out of the room. Our background got jacked up. but I didn't have it looped, and it started playing. um I, well, I gotta get you. something else. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, I liked. I think it's bad. It has a pro, that like Prodigy I, yeah, kind of thing yeah. going on,
2: right? That's that's. This is the only one I picked. Prodigy. Whenever they said it was like Prodigy. Yeah, it has. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like the name, even though I couldn't say it.
0: <laughs> this um, let me see what we get back to my notes here. Um, uh, has this, this frenetic riffing in the A section, and it gives way to this really awesome like halftime groove. Like when it gets into the chorus or the B section, I'm not exactly sure how the song. I'm
1: up, just but... fucking with you. <clears throat> <throat> <throat> um,
0: I'm so funny, but I, I think it's pretty sick. It's it's an intense it's, it's an
1: intense track. Did you like Riyadh and the Bedouins? Let's take a look at my notes, Lou. <clears throat> oh, honest. I like that guitar intro. I thought it was very cool. And then, like uh, as the song progresses, it did that key change. It doesn't like, that grab thing yeah, I'm like, yeah, cool. yeah, baby. That's what I said, Lou. Lily, 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 Lily. Mom, did you hear Mom. me upstairs go? Mom. Yeah, baby. Mom. Mom. No. Damn it. Mom. Mom. Mama. Mom.
0: Mom. Mommy.
3: <laughs> 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 this is why I'm not a mother.
1: <laughs> Lily, did you hear me do that?
2: That's what I was doing. Did you hear me and Kenny the first week we were hanging out? No. No. Okay. You killed Kenny. You (laughs) bastard! (laughs) Lily killed Kenny. I didn't kill Kenny.
0: Um. (laughs) I gotta go home. (laughs) I forgot. I had something really funny to say and I can't remember it now. Oh goodness gracious! So, anyways, guys. So let's move on. Are we done talking about Rhea? The yes, we're done. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. About Sorry. That. Oh, did you ever have to play that board game I love kids? that board game. Oh, my God. Okay. That's where, right, that's where, like, you could land on somebody and they've got to go back to the fucking Sorry, beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. Play, <laughs> you played it with little kids. Oh, my they God. get fucked off. <laughs> Hate, oh, my God. Because that's oh. like the worst thing. Because when you're a so little kid, mad. you do. Well, that's what happens. You're a little kid and you're like, oh, I'm going to get to this. What? No. Like, they can't handle it. I know it. adults that do that. So. They just lose their minds. I'm one of those adults. Anytime I ever played that with like a little person, man. I'm like, I mean. A God. little person. Hi, Love! Sorry. <laughs> oh, down here. I can't even deal with Look, my medicine. eyes are down here. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. Right.
2: No. So, um. The song, Sorry, is not about former band members, but several instances in Axel's life. Former Skid Row lead singer Sebastian Bach provides melody lines throughout the song. You can hear some Patience esque whistling Mm -hmm. in uh, some parts of the song. That's what I have. This is a
0: song that I hearken back in my mind. To something like "Since I've Been Loving You" by Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. or maybe "Bad Company" by Bad Company. It's that kind of like, like haunting, kind of like minor key thing. It's in, it's got a twelve eight feel uh, to it, <clears throat> and um, and then this heavy ass riff kicks in in the chorus. It's like big and sludgy and fat and in your face. Um, so I did compare. I just um. Watched a couple of docs. I don't know what it was. I was on a free and bad company kick this week, so (laughs) I watched a documentary about free, a a documentary about bad company. So I was like, I guess it was on
1: my mind. Mm. (laughs) Any comments on this one? My my review is seven words. Are you ready? (laughs) Shit, piss, cunt, fuck, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. All right, let's move on. No, that's not it. Uh, My seven-word review is somebody got a multi-effect signal processor. (laughs) For Christmas. Am I right? I am right.
2: IRS is the next song. IRS. The song's title is the initials of the Internal Revenue Service. However, the track itself appears to be referring to Rose's former partners. Again, Aaron Everly and Stephanie Seymour, his cartoon character, Girlfriends. Both of whom filed lawsuits against him after the end of their respective relationships. Uh, This was originally leaked and played on Eddie Trunk's radio show in New York by Mike Piazza a few years prior to the release. Piazza,
3: a few years
2: prior to the release of Chinese Democracy, though a cease and desist (laughs) notice was given by by guns by Chuck by Guns and Roses Roses. management. Somebody taped and put the song on the internet. You know, <laughs> I'm going to break your fingers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he snorted. There's something
2: wrong with us.
0: That's not right. You're just down right wrong. wrong. wrong with us. Um has, starts has a cool R&B uh, drum loop groove, like in the beginning, and builds up, and then, the, like the bass doesn't come in at first. When I right, first heard this right. song, I was like, there's something off on the production. Oh, the bass hasn't come in yet.
1: Yeah, I noticed <clears throat> that right away.
0: Um, And and, and t- I think towards the end, it becomes a little bit more traditional Guns N' Roses again. Like maybe one of their ballads like, um, you know, Don't You Cry, or one of those kind of, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It gets in the more traditional kind of Guns N' Roses type sound. It has a pop kind of thing, but it... You know, kind of thing. I don't know what I want to say about it. Kevin, you want to say something about this or not?
1: I really like the uh, the the opening to it. I'm like, ooh, it really caught my attention. I'm like, oh, okay. That's all I said. I said, okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. That sounds almost like sounds you. like me. That's pretty good, Lou. Um,
0: Is it live? Okay, so this next song I thought was the theme song for the cartoon. Yeah, I was
1: all excited. Not a gas what? car. Hey, Lou, guess what? it's it's not
2: what'd I say (laughs) 12th song on the album featuring dramatic orchestral arrangements and numerous audio samples during its bridge including several from Martin Luther King Jr.'s 1963 speech I Have a Dream oh and 1967 sermon Why Jesus Called Man a Fool and others from the motion pictures Cool Hand Luke Mississippi Burning Casualties of War Braveheart and Seven the song was first performed publicly in the 2001 Rock in Rio 3 event in Brazil. It was announced by Axl Rose as being a brand new song, which he hoped would express his sentiment. The song's intro and it's outro still, sections feature French horns playing at a low, slow speed by musician Susie Katsuyama. I can't even st- I can't even talk anymore. You're so annoying. <laughs> just going down the list of
1: sound effects at this point. Okay, this
2: is where I was kind of ready. Yeah.
1: Kind or of. I What's was more? kind of
0: ready for the album to end mm. yeah, okay. with it. IRS. So yeah. two more songs. Three I more songs. think that like if we would have ended with IRS, I was kind of, <laughs> I kind of, because I don't, I mean, you could have ended with Sorry. Yeah. But the title is a kind of like, uh, do we want to end an album with Sorry? With or, an apology. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like the song is a sorry song. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and... These next three songs seem just this. I, I know this is a song that was like really popular. They played it in concert for like 30 years straight. Like, you know, they've been, you know, <clears throat> and people love it and everything like that. So maybe it should have been in another area like earlier in the album or something or like put mm, different or put on a different album. Yeah. Or like, again, like maybe, you know, do like a, you know, put it just like put it in a movie or something. Put it in the movie Madagascar.
1: Da, da, that would've been good. Van
2: Wow,
1: that was beautiful.
2: Are we going fox hunting? <laughs> fox. I hope so. Wait, I even mean, wear that outfit. Ooh la! la. <laughs>
3: um,
0: yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just. What do you think? Did you like the song? Or what do you think, Lily? No, you're not into it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's it remind again. It reminds me of maybe like a November rain kind of thing with the. It's got a massive orchestra and like mm-hmm. I mean, it's impressive.
1: But, but yeah, at this point, but of the it album, feels like
0: it feels too like, much. Mm. Like yeah, it feels like mm. too much, too late. Like mm. you know, if we get to the parking lot now, we extra. can beat the
2: traffic.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Most indefinitely.
2: They were just trying to be extra. Maybe. Extra, extra, read all about it. This I love.
0: Oh, very. I, I love know. it. Feel good. I oh, know. God.
2: Rose called the hev- this, this song the heaviest thing I've ever written. The song is a piano ballad with Rose singing to a former lover, probably one of those cartoon <sighs> girls. Rose described <laughs> the song stating, it's a lot more intricate than I think most realize yet as the guitar and vocals are placed as they should be so dominant. The main string melody in the section I had originally written to a hip-hop loop as well. Oh. Spin compared the song to the works of Andrew Lloyd Webber. I wouldn't go that far, but sure. Yeah,
0: I, again, mm-hmm. I really feel like the last song, here's what I feel like these last three songs. Specifically.
1: Specifically. Specifically. Yeah. specifically
0: I'm just going to say it wrong because I'm going to say it wrong, so I just so, know yeah, it's There you go. That's
1: your thing Let's now.
0: I just say it wrong. Say it wrong.
1: Hey, now, and be proud.
0: Be proud to say it wrong. Be proud. Madagascar say and wrong. This I Love, I think, are like, you know. Yeah, it's like mast- yeah, it's masturbation. Yeah. Oh, ooh. not, Th- not them quite. Jerking off.
1: Well, maybe for him.
0: Um, I this is probably out of all the songs on the album, this is probably the one that I could completely do without. Just complete. I think I, I think okay. for me because I liked it a lot more than you guys did. Um, for me, it could have been a near perfect album. But when this song played, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I just was like, you know, wipe it off with flaming wood. <laughs> Ooh! Ooh. I, did. I was not okay, and I know the last uh, one is prostitute. Actually, I think this is a kind of a, has a kind of a cool groove. But God, what do you got?
2: The final track on the album song was first mentioned in a July 1999 issue of Spin <laughs> magazine, saying Rose is laboring over song with the working title "Prostitute," according to Youth. But past successes weigh heavily on him. Ah! For, it was originally only been played four times, and that's all I have. That's important. Oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's important to me. Yeah. It's um,
3: I freak- uh, Some might
0: uh, On consequences There's like a funny review Some might roll their eyes Or laugh But this glossy driver is a great song
3: uh-huh. It's
0: heavy But not too heavy There's a piano A thumping percussion In Rose, Who sounds exceptional In the album's final moments Drink Bruce Hornsby On distortion If that's even possible <laughs> It's a fitting closer Given the album's Thematic elements And strong enough So here's what I think They could have done Yes, I think that there's a solution here.
1: Talk to me. Goose. I think
0: we got to take out Matt. We got to take out Madagascar in this. I love for okay. sure. All right. And I might even put take out IRS and put prostitute at the end. Uh, here's right. what I'm gonna and, do: end
2: with prostitute. What are you I'm gonna, gonna do? take out the city and put appetite for destruction in. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. What Lily? Lily? Lily?
1: Lily for the win.
0: Ouch! Mm. Yikes! are welcome. You're
1: Emotional
0: welcome. damage.
2: <laughs> oh, just saying. Also, I did oh. not get my free Dr. Pepper with the promotion for the CD. What? The coupons Be were not a pepper. downloadable. Be a oh, pepper Dr. Pepper. We do have one uh, comment that's relevant to the conversation today. <laughs> one. By Tim Johnson. There is no hit. It took four to five listens from front to back, but this album is pretty good. There's no way to listen to a random song on a jukebox and expect anyone to really love it. But when listened to fr- front to back, it's a solid album. You're welcome. <laughs> good. You're, you're One hired. good comment about the whole we'll
0: thing. Thank you. Uh, very cool. Very cool, guys. Um, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think it has some great moments, and they did. What's oh, another thing that's interesting about this? They were touring on this album before the album. Like, oh yeah, 10 years for years.
2: Yeah, for years. <laughs>
0: wow. Or we promise it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. People didn't care. Well, they're a great live band. And I don't. And I don't think people cared. Um. <clears throat> Is uh, I agree, Heidi. The world does not need another November rain. No. Um,
2: I like this person.
1: Uh, oh, that's nice. Do that again.
2: <laughs> You're right.
1: You want some spoons to play over there, <laughs> Spoon
0: Man? Yeah. Yeah. Go check the album mod if you haven't heard it. Um, I don't know, man. It, it it took a long time to come out, and quite frankly, I think what happened was just what I said in the introduction. Was yes. most people were on to other things. They were over it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you just, you just, it just, you know, um, all that dicking around, like,
1: just <laughs> a dicking.
0: You know, recording it, then re-recording it. And mm-hmm. like, it
2: did not give me an orgasm.
1: No. no, no, it didn't.
0: No, and, and and so you again, like it's a part of the part of things. In inter- especially in entertainment, or managing expectations, you know, and had this been a record that came out like three years after Use Your Illusion 2 or even five years after, uh-huh. like you'd have been like, you know, it would have. I, I guarantee you would have had a way better reception, would have sold way, well, there were records
3: still yeah. Yeah. On in
0: right? 1999 or 1990. you know, I mean, when this came out in 2000, how many CDs did you buy after 2008 after 2008 probably not probably like not, could, no not counting not counting a but band, local bands you want to support a show not as mm-hmm. many as Eggs, I could right have. exactly exactly. Right. <clears throat> exactly because music kind of went you know cuz the whole thing with the internet and everything
2: but now so, i'm back into it
0: <laughs> so um uh they they were they were common that was really kind of a tail end. i mean so even in the 90s we all kind of think we saw yeah, something live. was going to mm-hmm. change But, um, that, (laughs) you know, you just can't do that to fans. you know, you just, you, you just, you, you just can't. And like I think that what kept them really going was the live shows. There's some great video, um, uh, you know, they, they released live DVDs and stuff and they sound and look fucking fantastic. I mean, they sound really good. Um. X, have you, uh, is he still good or is he I'm going to say this.
2: I'm going to say this. It. And it's going to hurt everybody's brain. I've <gasps> never seen them live. Oh. Once. Wow. And I'm super upset about wow. it. <laughs> uh,
0: wow. Yeah, I mean, they're just such a, I mean, I don't think he's really lost anything in terms of being a great front man. Like, he really still commands the crowd. He looks different. Okay, yeah, like let's just older. get it. Let's just get it out there. We all age, and you young fuckers are gonna be in the same. Yeah, you just wait. 22.
2: I'm so, never going to die. Honestly.
0: No, no so, you're not. But <laughs> um, Angelina, hi. But is he is he a good? Is he sound good? I've heard Why? he
2: sounds fantastic. I have I've heard, heard both.
0: I've heard, and here's what I think. Yes. I think these guys tour too much. They need, too many they need singing, break. Too, dude. When I here is one of my thoughts when I heard this record. I'm like, how the fuck is he going to? He's going to do Doc that live, live. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's this is some serious fucking singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this mm-hmm. isn't like screaming out punk rock or. <laughs> I mean, and just there's guys that are really good singers. Okay, we're going to talk about foreigner in a minute. Lou Graham, mm-hmm. Steve uh, Steve Perry, like guy, right. you know, like really great singers. I don't think they would attempt th- to do this stuff with that wild swings of way down here like way up yeah, here i mean be yeah, like
1: that takes a crazy
0: it takes it's, its insane so <clears throat> i give him props man. he's got balls <laughs> and i and i had heard this stuff about. oh he sounds like shit and then i came across a video of them in vegas and it was a cell phone video Mm-hmm. And so there's no doctoring anything and right. like he sounds like Axel Rose. Okay, yeah. so that's great. Yeah, that just goes. that's sounds a great. Like, you know, and I I am you know but these guys have they're going when you got to do that kind of singing
3: mm-hmm. night after
0: night, you're going to have good nights and bad nights, right? <laughs> like <clears throat> you know, <throat> so you don't you, you know, you can see you don't know what you're going to get sometimes maybe with some of these artists.
2: Uh what do you have for your new
0: and notable?
2: Who I have for my new and notable. I have Pete Evick. Do we know who Pete Evick is, anyone? Tell us. He is... Spell the last name. E-V-I-C-K. He is an award-winning guitarist, producer, songwriter, and author who has spent the last 19 years touring the world as the music, music director and guitar player for rock icon Brett Michaels. He's oh! He's in the Bret Michaels band. All right, then. Um, He's got new stuff out, though. Uh, throughout much of the 90s and beyond, Pete, Pete has released albums for the band Pink. Evic and Some Odd Reason. His music and production have also been heard on several TV shows over the years, including Rock for Love, or Rock of Love... Uh, Life as I know it, rock my RV. Uh, Penguins rock of Madagascar. I like that. Penguins of Madagascar and the oh, Miss Universe pageant. There, yeah. In 2015, he wrote the award-winning book *The Moments That Make Us*, which is a really great go- book. It has uh, maintained a huge five-star rating on Amazon. Wow. One, he's an author.
0: He's a musician. Holy- Wait,
2: but there's more. And won him the Virginia Author of the Year Award. Uh, Pete recently recorded two new singles, My Best Days, which can rival some of Bon Jovi's biggest and best hits with his smooth rock voice and also a cover version of the 80s pop classic 99 Red Balloons in protest to the war in Ukraine they they both sound great clever and another cool thing if you didn't know he is now a candle maker with his company Shining Soul Candles S-O-L Candles Uh, I did get to interview him Uh, he did let me know that anybody if anybody wants to buy his candles in the area you can get them at Smith's Drugstore in Katanning, Pennsylvania well there you go look at that Kit tanning, (laughs)
3: yeah, sure. But
2: he's uh, super fun. He's got a lot of energy on the stage. If you've never seen the Brett Michaels band, he's he's a fantastic guitarist. Always smiling, having a great time. He's he's part of the show. So cool stuff. Uh, I will not
0: read anything about this band because it's a it's a bunch of folks from. yeah. Like Sweden yeah, and stuff, and I'm right. really not going to do well with their names. But the band is called Nordic Union, mm-hmm. and you should check them out. It's a really good kind of power metal sound, and I think Lily would really like it. It really rem- like I'm already I, interested. So. Yeah, Nordic Union. So you guys might want to check them out if you is like. Is that, that
1: your uh, notable? Yes. All right. I guess what
3: you, you have one.
1: I, what? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. So this is a band called Grey Wind. Oh. Out of Ireland. Hmm. Right, Grey Wind. Is an emo rock duo from Killarney, in Ireland. You know, Uh it's formed by siblings Steph and Paul O'Sullivan. And <laughs> their first 40 shows as a band, they did. Uh, they have already achieved playing some of the biggest festivals in the world. This, this, Lou, including the Reading and Leeds Festival, Isle of Wight Festival, which is right next door to the Isle of Lucy Festival. That's a joke. All the festivals. That's a joke, Lou. I love Lucy, right? <laughs> um, And uh, Rock Am Ring and the Download Festival. So these guys are really good. And they say they're an emo rock band, but I mean, they're, dude, they're rock.
2: They're not they're emo. They're
1: totally rock. I would still yes. Listen. So Grey Wind, everybody. You can find them on Spotify. They're on the, the TikTok, you know, because I'm old. I have to call it. He's
0: ticking and talking out there tickin with the TikTok.
1: And the TikTok there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Grey Wind.
0: Okay, good ones, guys. Good ones, good ones. Um, what do you guys think about Foreigner touring? With Kid and, Rock? And no... What? I've heard that Mick Jones is act, actually not playing any of the gigs. So there's literally no members of Foreigner. Huh.
2: Oh, I didn't know Sir?
0: that. I think that's wrong. Like, he, it says that he's listed as a member, <clears throat> but... I've heard that that's he's not playing.
2: I did not go to the show on Saturday, so I can't verify that. However, I heard everybody had a great time and loved it, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't
0: know, man. Like I, th- I think partially mm-hmm. that's <clears throat> the, fa- the your
2: fault out there
0: in fan world yes. to supporting stuff like that. They're not if there's no members in the band, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, it
2: does make me sad when that happens. You know, cause like, cause then well, well then really you're not bad. you're not the band at all. And really even just one
0: member like still in the band, it's kind of odd. You know, I mean, like, what? Like, mm. I mean, a rock band is like a, like it's a. I'm gonna say a Beavis and Butthead reference. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is a unit. I said unit. It's <laughs> a family. It's
1: a it. unit. <clears throat> and
0: wow. when you start doing too much stuff, changing this member, you know, there's some, there's some bands that, that had to make some changes, but they stuck with the person, like the Stones finally settled on Ronnie Wood mm-hmm. and it was a good fit and they stayed with him for years and years and years. He's right. a stone. Like I you wouldn't think of the Stones without him, right? Right. Correct. You know, Neil Peart, he was not the original drummer from Rush, but you don't really think of Rush without Neil Peart. Right. He did okay. okay? He did okay. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It worked out. You know, so, it so, did so, work out. So there's, there's times when there's a there's this lineup change for some reason and the person does acclimate to the band he isn't this he isn't like on one album then you never see him again you know what i mean he's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that is something that i think hurts is hurting rock for sure like these guys can't like nobody can stay together you know <sighs> anyways you gotta hear about metallica being canceled
2: what? I, literally I heard it right before I came here so I did not read anything about it. It's it's <laughs> not really real. Uh, it there's didn't just didn't these, get canceled? These,
0: the, there's there's some stress. Oh. what's the show called? They were picked oh. up from another season. Stranger Things oh, Stranger oh, Things oh, fans. from that whole thing. There's okay. some Stranger Things fans that like went back like 38 years and found pictures of Metallica doing what they thought were Nazi salutes. They were probably just drunk and going They're like They're
1: waving uh, to people. Yeah. We go. yeah.
0: <clears throat> Get over yourself. And, and, and remember when Hedfield had the ESP guitar with the Iron Cross thing yes, on it? While well, right. he were like they were they were trying to put out oh, this, you know? On. Oh, and there's a picture of him with Harry, Carrie King, and she goes and she goes, yeah. And he just he just looks like a racist. Well, like, so it's pretty hollow. Like on, I now. wouldn't. So it's one. dumb. Come yeah, on. I think it's dumb. dumb. Um, totally dumb. And Springsteen tickets. What? The so like, hell? Okay, so I don't want you guys to look. Man, like. Keith and I have had the Springsteen discussion.
2: Oh, I've heard about this. <laughs> this is epic, actually. And
0: yeah, someday when he he's going to come back, on we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll I'll bring it up to him. It'll be funny. you'll want to hear this. Uh, but um, you know, and, and so there's there's some. Uh, look, man, I am in the uh, music uh, media business, as if that's what this is. Yeah, you know, it mm-hmm. is. And I, I like clicks and downloads as much as everybody. Yeah, but there's some clickbaity stuff out there about Springsteen tickets being four and five thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, that is for like super, you know, like you know, like he probably sits on your lap and sings "Born to Run" in your ear. Oh, that would. Yeah, it's wonderful. probably something like that. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, it's some super duper high end VIP thing that every artist is doing because there's no fucking albums <laughs> to sell. Okay, like. And so there's some YouTubers and people like that that have like put this in and like, and, and I've I've posted the comment with the link to, to StubHub showing mm-hmm. that like there are eighty dollars tickets to Springsteen, which is legit. And okay. you're go look at our age, we're watching it on the jumbotron, anyways. anyway. You, I'd have to be pretty fucking close to appreciate what anything, like, looking directly at the stage. I mean, uh-huh. i have to be really close. So, like, who fucking cares? I'm going to go sit and pee in that heaven. I'm going to get drunk and watch That's Jumbotron right. and be around a bunch of people. And it would, you're going to have the experience of being in the room with all these people singing along with your songs. And, all. and For 80 fucking dollars, it's probably going to be fun if you're a Springsteen fan. I'll be mm-hmm. on the floor for Molly mm-hmm. Crew. That's not your thing, but, like, you know, exactly.
2: Well, you're
1: Lily <laughs> V6. Of course you were.
2: So, I would go to
0: Springsteen. <clears throat> we're not going to talk about that. We're no,
1: out of time. No, don't, really. don't talk about that. We got <laughs> shit to do. We got shit to do now, Lou. So
0: now it's time for this day, what the Beatles did today. Right, exactly. Lily? It,
2: it's a thing, for yes, sure.
1: It is.
0: <clears throat> Who's a bombshell? I hope it's me. This it's one, me. No, sorry, Lou. Ludini
2: the genie.
1: I like You're that. I'm Ludini yeah. the genie. He's not Ludini the genie. Call me Ludini the genie. <laughs> L- genie Ludini. Ludini the genie. Ludini the genie. the, de- the, the, genie. Right.
2: the I kind of feel like I'm missing half of the conversation that's going Lodini. Lodini. on here. <laughs> I on know.
1: So, so is Lou, <laughs> and he's right here.
2: Sticking to the chair. I'm sorry. It's gross.
1: Ray
0: Peterson, Decca Records, this day in 1960 scrapped 25,000 copies of Ray Peterson's Tell Laura I Love Her because he felt the song, which recounts the last thoughts of a teenager dying from a car accident <laughs> oh, was yeah. too tasteless and vulgar. Oh, it's fine. A cover version by Ricky Valance went to number one of on the UK charts a month later. Huh.
2: Yep. Idiot. <clears throat> I'm not reading that one. What? <laughs> oh,
0: they, what are you kidding? This is a great song. 1960,
2: Brian Hyland. Sixteen-year-old Brian Hyland went to number one on the U.S. Something. <laughs> that's great. Sorry. The U.S. Singles Chart with "Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow yeah, Polka Dot Bikini" I made number eight in the U.K. Also, U.K. Number one for. I don't know what that is. I can't Bob, read that. Bob Marleyna. Bob, Lerina, Bob Lerina. Featuring. Bob, 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 TV Bob, presenter Bob Timmy Mallett
0: in 1990. Oh, yeah, I, that's. I remember that song. I had. Yeah, this, of course. <clears throat> I had this record. My parents bought us for Christmas one year. It was called Wacky Winners. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: And it had all these goofy songs on it, like um "Alley Oop" uh-huh. and, and it, "Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dopper It had the one-eyed one-eyed purple people eater. Yeah, purple people eater. This day in 1963. Do you want to read it? No, I'm too far away,
1: and I'm drunk. it is. I'm too far away and I'm drunk. So, it would be very hard for me to read. All right, I'll try. On this day, 1963, the Beatles arrived in Guernsey? In the Channel Islands? Yeah? Was I good? Wow. I read better when I'm drunk. In the (laughs) Channel Islands, where they played two shows at Candy Gardens. Mm. They arrived in a 12-seater plane after making the 30-mile trip from Jersey. Their equipment was sent over by... A fairy. A fairy.
3: Oh, a fairy.
1: The Beatles would receive the sum of one thousand pounds, approximately sixteen hundred dollars, for the two shows. Righteous bucks, bro. That's
0: pretty
1: good. Nice, man. Oh man. I know. Come on now.
0: The Searchers were number one on the U.K. singles charts in this day in 1963 with Sweets for My Sweet, the group's mm. first mm. of three U.K. number one songs written by Doc Pomus and Mort Schumann. Oh, Mort. Mort Schumann. Mort was,
2: oh, jeez, look at this. It <clears throat> was rec- originally recorded by the Drifters. Of course it was. 1964, Ringo Starr, the single by the young world singers called Ringo for President, was released in the U.S. Such was the Beatles drummer appeal that fans launched a Ringo for President campaign in the midst of the Johnson-Goldwater race. That's awesome! A well-organized contingent, most of whose members were below the voting age of 21, banded together to enter the drummer as a third-party writing candidate for the commander-in-chief. I'd vote for him. (laughs) I don't know what the... I really Put, don't
1: know what's going on. Quirk
3: in a bottle would... Uh, Lou? Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> one more little one thing left. Week.
1: Yeah, one, That's one great. last Yeah, one last That's great.
0: <clears throat> you want to talk about John Lemon?
1: John Lemon. This day, 1966, in response to John Lennon's remark about the Beatles being bigger than Jesus. Well, they are. I mean, yeah, the guy cleans a grape. Oh, Do I look
0: Mexican to you? Oh, it's,
1: oh, it's Jesus. I'm sorry. Than I look Mexican
0: Jesus. to you.
1: <laughs> he said, hey, Zeus. Did you ever see Die Hard 3 He's with Sam? Yeah. I thought, no. no. He said, hey, Zeus. Zeus. My name all right, is Zeus.
2: I boycott Die Hard.
1: All right, so in response to John Lennon saying he was, uh, the Beatles were bigger than Jesus, the South African Broadcasting Corporation banned all Beatle records. Also on this day, the Beatles... El- see, there's like two things for this day for the Beatles. That's how... He's all- a twofer. Wow. Also on this day, the Beatles LP Revolver was uh, released in the U.S. The band's seventh album featured Taxman, Eleanor Rigby, I'm Only Sleeping, here, there, and, you know, everywhere. She said, she said, and your bird can sing. I'll bet it can.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 77 weeks.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: 77 weeks. Wow. Thanks, John. (laughs) The Beatles Holy photo session for the cover of Abbey Road today. What year? 1969,
2: dude. Kill me. <laughs> go ahead, Lewis.
3: 1970,
2: Janis Joplin fought, uh, bought a headstone for the grave of her greatest influence, Bessie Smith, Aww. at the Mount Lawn Cemetery in Philadelphia. <laughs> Bruce Singer Smith died in 1937 after being refused admission to a whites-only hospital. That's
1: beautiful.
3: Lovely. That's
2: not beautiful. <laughs> oh! Damn who's it? gonna read that I one. I want to read that one. Read it. Let her read it. Read it. Read it, read it. 1980, the Plasmatics. Yes. The Greater London Council banned the Plasmatics from blowing a car up on stage during their UK live debut at oh, London's Hammersmith Odeon. Odium. I that love that
0: name. Awesome, man. Hammersmith
2: Odium. Yes. I love the Plasmatics.
1: Mount Lily, please stay. Please stay. Kevin. Oh, Pittsburgh I Kevin. like this one because I like this band. Uh, this day, 1981, MTV broadcast its first stereo concert with Ario Speedwagon, who performed in Denver, Colorado. I actually remember this. Uh, having I just released it. its album, High Infidelity. And the hit singles keep on loving you, Take It on the run, and don't let them go.
0: <clears throat> I saw a I lot of this. concerts like that. I yeah. watched, I saw. Uh, I saw this concert. I saw uh, sticks, Mister Roboto. I saw the Night Ra- Night Ranger, uh, oh, the concert. Nice. Yeah, I mean it's journey. About, I remember yeah, Journey yeah, in yeah.
1: Houston. Yep, yep.
2: Can we listen to Arias?
0: 1986, yes, still Steals, Nash. Can. Uh, was released from prison after uh, was, blah, 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 after serving three years for drug weapons position. His conviction would be overturned by Texas appeals court in November of 1987. That was David, David Crosby. No, not I. The way I said it was like all Still, all three of them were in jail. No, all of true. them.
2: Wow.
1: 1987.
2: U two scored their second U S. number one single mm-hmm. from their Joshua Tree album when or with I still have. Not,
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going you're, on. You're singing, you're I still haven't I found tonight. what
2: I'm looking for. The song received two nominations for the 30th Grammy Awards in nineteen eighty eight for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. I can read it if I think. I know. Don't think. <laughs> you're on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs> do not think.
1: Same goes for you people out mm, there. Go ahead. <clears throat> what are we doing now? Nineteen ninety two on this day, nineteen ninety two. A riot broke out during a Guns N' Roses and Metallica gig. Mm -hmm. Oh, in Montreal Stadium. Oh, yeah. Remember when Metallica's show was cut short after singer James Hetfield was injured by pyrotechnics? Guns N' Roses took the shade, but shade.
3: Jesus Christ almighty. It looked like
1: an H to me took the stage but frontman Aqu- Aquel, Aqu- Aquel 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 Aquel, Aquel Foley Axel Rose claimed that his throat hurt. Oh, Yeehaw! causing the- <laughs> Exactly. I'm going to tell
2: you what, I'd be mad too.
1: I know, right? Causing the band to leave the stage early. The cancellation led to a riot by the audience who overturned cars, smashed windows, looted local stores, and set fires. Them some fans.
2: I'd be bad. That's some bad. Some yeah. Fans right yeah there. Uh
0: Hetfield got hurt and um mm-hmm. like Axel <laughs> so just like that Wait a minute. I'm not gonna be bust. upstaged. Uh-huh. I'm gonna oh, have my, sp- a problem too. <laughs>
1: I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, right. Lordy Jesus.
0: Um
3: Lordy Okay,
0: Jesus. this birthdays, birthdays. Joe Tex. US Soul Singer 1933. Hold on to what you got. Yeah. The 1977 UK number two single. Ain't gonna bump no more with my big fat one. <laughs> wow.
2: That's awesome. Uh, Ain't gonna bump no more with my big fat now one. Now I need now. to hear that song. Wow. 1942 John David, drummer with American rock band Dr. Hook, who had the 1970s hmm. hits the cover of a Rolling Stone. Yay. A little bit more when you're in love with a beautiful woman and mm-hmm. Sylvia's mother. I love that Whoever song. Sylvia's mother is. Oh my God, that's such a
0: great song. You want to talk about John? Gustafson, I'll do it. Gustafson, Gustafson, G-
1: Gustafson. <laughs> Yeah, sure.
3: Yeah,
0: he didn't kill his wife. Okay, he was born in 1942. Uh, was a member of the Big Three, the Mercy Beats, Ian Gillian band, Roxy, Roxy, Roxy Music, music. Quartermass. He died oh. on September 12th, 2014. Oh. John Redborn, English guitarist, songwriter. John Redborn, most collaboration with guitarist Bert Jansch. As mm-hmm. well as folk group uh, Pentangle, don't know that. Uh, nope, nope. Don't know that no, one
1: either.
0: Oh, Liberty Devito, hey! Michael Galtz, I hope you're listening. Liberty Devito, American rock drummer, best known for his work with former uh, with the drummer as drummer for Billy Joel's recording and touring band. Uh, Carly Simon, Phoebe Snow, mm-hmm. Karen Carpenter, Stevie wow. Nicks, Rick wow. Wakeman, Bob James. So he's like, he, like he's, he, kind he's kind of like, a big deal.
1: He's kind of he big is. Big. Liberty's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. awesome. uh, and, and Dennis Drew yes. From 10,000 oh, Maniacs Happy birthday.
2: Sure.
0: Happy birthday sir! Uh, Christopher Chris, Christopher Foreman From Madness Happy Birthday Ricky Rocket
2: Oh I knew that My yeah. first MySpace my friend
1: Ricky Rocket Was it? Yeah, yeah. First My
0: first MySpace friend From the band Poison
1: The
0: Obviously. band Poison Yeah He's Happy my friend bro- on Facebook 1959 And guess who? Oh David 1961. Evans
1: 1961 David Evans Better known as The Edge The Edge, the Edge. He still hasn't found what he's looking for. He still hasn't nah, found all who hasn't?
0: Paul Jackson. mm
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Bass oh, from Paul. the band T'Pau. Yes. Uh, I don't know if no, I know no, that. No, 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 Scott no. Stapp. Oh, there you go. I have a Stapp infection. Oh, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, from Scott Stapp, born in 1973, oh, for the band the Creed. The
3: Creed.
0: The I had a friend who used to say, yeah, Creed, their Creed is we suck. I agree.
1: Oh oh, oh. they tried so hard. They they didn't. (sighs) They suck so hard. They tried so hard.
0: Joshua Chazez. From Instinct. From Instinct. Happy birthday. (laughs) Bradley McIntosh.
1: Yeah. Happy birthday. Vanessa Joy,
0: somebody. Happy birthday. Emerosi. And, and Shawn Mendes. Happy birthday, Sean Mendez. All right, guys, thank you for listening to Green Goodbye. Um, <laughs> no, come on. No, anyways, guys. So thanks, guys, for hanging out. Um, uh, thanks for putting out with us. Remember, this is free. Any final? Let's see if there's any final comments from any of you people that we annoyed the living shit out of. them. Yeah. Sean. Okay. No. Nope. All right.
1: Nope. nope. Okay.
0: Whoever said move.
2: she's a bombshell? If that was to me, she's a bombshell. Uh, Message me.
1: One in a million, <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it's your friend from is it Rock Rage? She's
2: no, Angelina didn't say that. Really? Yeah. Um, so, honest. guys, thanks for hanging mm. out.
0: As you can find it at LudiniRockAndRollCircus dot com or Lud Lombardi Music to get all the yeah. goodies. Uh, check out Wolf's Customs oh, on social media or Wolf's Customs dot online. Download the free app at Rock Rage Radio dot com. The app is free, and you can hear mm. great shows like what
2: Lily. Hot Licks with Lily six Thursdays at six p.m. Eastern time. Six. I'm actually going to be interviewing Dishwalla next. Oh, look oh, at that! Yeah. Counting so, yeah. blue cars. Yes. yes.
0: There's, there's. We should when we get back to those bands like that. You know, you forgot about. We should, <laughs> we should is. that. Add should, be out, that should be on that there. That should be one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> next week. Oh, this is good. Well, no, no, no. That's not next week. It's next week. What's our, what's next week? The next one. The next day, the fifteenth. Sorry. The next the, this is going to be fun. Yes. Next podcast WTF what the fuck happened to the band Triumph? <gasps> yes, I'm, oh, so I'm so excited okay. for this one. Okay. So, Sweet. you guys who are into the band Triumph, this is all for you. We are big Triumph fans here. They don't yeah, get their yeah. due. They don't. They absolutely don't. It's a great band. So, we're going to be ready. talking about the band Triumph next week. On the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, guys. Thank you so much for hanging thank out. You, thank you very much, uh, Pittsburgh Kevin. Uh, yes. Any 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 parting thoughts or parting shots? I just
1: want to tell everybody in our audience how much I love each and every one of you. Oh my goodness. That's it. That's all I have to say. You
0: mean in a non faggot kind of way? Ooh.
1: Um. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Now, now we're canceled. <laughs> we're canceled like Metallica. And on that happy that you guys have a wonderful week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.